What up, East High? Hey, folks. Welcome back to the podcast. Here we are, Wildcat Minute, talking about High School Musical one minute at a time. Who are we? The Amateur Nerds. I am Condra. I am Tyler. And welcome. Here we are. This is the podcast. I, I ruined what you had so eloquently put together. But we're talking about what minute of High School Musical today, Condra? We're talking about minute 61 of High School Musical, which starts out with Taylor emphatically saying Oprah Winfrey. Oprah Winfrey. And ends with Troy saying he'll forget something. Oh, man. Did you did you forget what he was going to forget? Like what? So he said he'd forget the girl and he'll forget. And then the minute ends. Oh, the minute ends. OK, it sounded like you had forgotten what he had forgotten. So it's a real Neville in the Remembral situation. Mm, indeed. I was watching a movie. Remember with Harry this- Potter? <laughs> I was watching a movie with surprise Neville in it the other day or like a few weeks ago. And I was like, oh, my God, it's Neville. And I got really excited. Was it? But it was hot Neville, right? It was adult Neville. Yeah, which is hot Neville. <laughs> um, I can't remember. Anyway, what High School Musical. Yeah. We're so talking t- about hot Zephron. Well, first, we're talking about Gabriella and Taylor. Okay. So Taylor is... No fin- comment. Taylor is finishing up her plea to Gabriella that they are somehow better than Troy because they're smart or care about academics and and intellectual thinking to a point where it's Taylor straight up yells at Gabriella like <laughs> Gabriella's it like, is true yeah she she grabs like a stick and hits the the blackboard she's like we are the future yeah <laughs> yeah it's like Gabrielle like tries to stop her and like does a false start and then's like I gotta get to rehearsal. It's a pretty yeah, it's a pretty bad line read actually. She goes, wait, what about you know I have uh what's her face Kelsey. <laughs> you know I have Kelsey waiting for a rehearsal with me and like like her face like doesn't make any changes while she's saying this. She just goes like wait what I have Kelsey waiting for like it's. I don't know. It's just one of those weak Vanessa Hudgens acting moments that gets on my nerves. Yeah, but Taylor then shouts, Gabriella, and then like creeps it back. It's like, <laughs> sorry, in like this really hushed tone that I didn't pick it up the first time. But like second, third time, I was like, wait a second. She like apologizes because she recognized she like yells. But yeah, this like <laughs> slapping the board with the stick. She's also, Taylor's also surrounded by these like other academic decathlon people and I felt like she almost like hit one of them in the face with the pole. Like <laughs> one of them just goes, ow, and like gets a bloody nose and wanders out. <laughs> but they also squat up in a way that is like a little weird and a little like aggressive. Yeah, because all of the other ones are like, what's it called when when you make your face all smoldering? Yeah, yeah. all of the other ones are like smoldering and like like trying to look real intense. <laughs> and like they all kind of move closer together and just stare her down at the end of it. Yeah, it's like we're just going to stare at you until you admit that you're wrong, Gabriella. <laughs> it's like, heaven forbid someone be multifaceted and like be interested in multiple things. I know they're, they're I mean, their logic is all is all wrong. I mean, for one thing, Taylor's not wrong in the sense that, you know, academic pursuits and like intellectual pursuits in many ways are the future because like we're moving less and less away from uh, we're we're moving more and more away from and having less and less of, you know, um, these kind of physical 
physically demanding jobs, although those are still vital and important, and more towards like kind of these computerized, uh, specific skill based jobs. And it, you know, it is fair to, you know, say, you know, you should have a, you should have a broad education because you ne- you never know the type of work that you're going to have to do in the future. And that, that, that certainly is important. And if that was what she was arguing, then, then she would be more right. But she's saying Troy is on the wrong side of evolution. Yeah, which is a, which is a totally skewed view of things. And also her argument for Gabrielle, like how is Gabriella doing a musical supporting Troy's basketball play? Like it doesn't. Yeah. They don't realize that Troy and Gabriella doing the musical is not the problem. <laughs> like Taylor's just mad at the concept of Troy being involved. But Troy doing the musical is is the thing that's shaking things up. And actually, Sharpay and Ryan actually have more right to be mad than Taylor does. Absolutely. If Taylor, like, Taylor, you know, she mentioned, did she mention Frida Kahlo? Like, yeah. an artist. <laughs> like, you you recognize that art is, is like an extension of intellectual exploration. M- the musical has merit. It's not just uh, science and only science, Taylor. Yeah. And I think you just saying that last bit made me think of like how funding in schools these days is diverting a lot towards STEM fields and away from arts and culture and humanities-based education. Yeah. Which also kind of aligns with Taylor's way of thought, like science and, and technology are the only way for the future, but cultural exploration and expression are really an important step in that advancement of science and math because you have people like Jules Verne, Leonardo da Vinci, all these like artists and these cultural touchstones that inspired the future of technology even heck star trek like things star trek thought up in the original series was like okay let's try and get that in modern technology so like screen-based communication like visual communication yeah which is what we're doing right now like we are living star trek basically It's those artistic pursuits, like, maybe Kelsey's not written a completely original, forward-thinking musical, we don't know, with what we've seen of Twinkletown right now, but (laughs) we can imagine there's some sort of reflection on current society, and could potentially spur on someone's thought of, okay, how can we make this better? Yeah, and I mean, to, to kind of further your point, Taylor's arguing for, you know, to, to kind of further your point, expand upon the point I was making earlier, like Taylor's kind of arguing for, you know, the intellectual side, you know, like preparing for the future where like we're going to be need to be more and more prepared for more intellectual flexibility. Well, part of that intellectual flexibility comes with the emotional intelligence to, you know, be able to adapt to different situ- mm-hmm. situations and being able to figure out like what what is right and wrong. And that's the things that you learn from the humanities and not just uh, the sciences like yeah. And I just want to also tack on to this whole thought of like arts, culture, forward movement thinking, the importance of exercise in the thought process and how <laughs> um, physical activity is really important to actually having a well-functioning brain and helping develop emotional intelligence because it, physical activity gives you a control over your own emotions and actually boosts emotions in a lot of ways. So for her to be getting mad at Troy for playing basketball and being something, being skilled in something that is, does take 
effort and time. And we've said it before, athletes like have a lot of skill and intelligence is specialized in the same way Taylor's is specialized because they have to yeah, read I'll- people and read situations in different kinds of ways that she seems to be mad at like the concept of a select few overpaid athletes. Like most <laughs> athletes are not really overpaid. Actually, um, I would say the majority of them are underpaid because women across the board athletically are underpaid. So, yeah. <laughs> and people of color, like you have this across the board, like they're not overpaid, maybe overpaid in comparison to people providing vital work in sanitation. Yeah. There are lines. Your average, you like your average player in, you know, the NFL or Major League Baseball is probably not overpaid if they're making like a million dollars a year on their contract. Like, and if they're lucky enough to have a several year career, that's going to be enough money. And also they need to find other work. Like this isn't their life lifetime of work. This is them doing this for a couple of years. The over the overpaid athletes are like the the quarterbacks that are getting like these huge contract extensions for like and included like hundreds of millions of dollars over the years of their contracts. And I was like, that seems like a lot of money, but that's that's those are for like the highest and best of players. And so, I mean, based on how much money the billionaires are making off of the millionaires, it seems right still. So yeah, it's it's there's it's kind of a mixed bag with the are athletes overpaid or underpaid, but it it would be nice if the kind of billionaires funding professional sports could toss some of their money towards sciences so that you know we could have cancer research and vaccine research and stuff like that. Or even if some of the money climate, they were climate research. Yeah, or I was even thinking like, all right, you have all this money being thrown at football, concussion research, like <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you want to keep it on brand still? All right, let's go for for a relevant medical concern. I think that discussion is pretty <laughs> solid. Should we transition to... Yeah, so let's switch gears to Troy and his friend. So Taylor is obviously trying to keep Gabriella in the room, and we find out why, finally. Yeah, so Troy gets his chance to talk, and he's like, guys... I thought you like I thought you were my friends like he kind of pulls back the line that um, Mr. Bolton told him earlier like if you don't think I'm going to give 110% of my guts to this game then you guys like don't know me like I thought you were my support system you guys are supposed to be here with me like we're a team live and die win or lose we do it together Mm -hmm. is what he's saying. And honestly he kind of just starts going into this speech. Troy doesn't get mad enough like. (laughs) <laughs> to be called in in a quasi-intervention, he's been torn down by his team on multiple occasions at this point. Like, he is, he's like, are you guys kidding me? Like, I'm here. I've been here. Yeah. Like, Well, he hasn't always been there because he missed the yesterday's practice. Yeah, he missed a practice. Hold on. So let's kind of, let's kind of do the whole setup and then we have to kind of have our conversation about this aspect of it. So what happens is Chad kind of gives a signal or Troy starts saying the right thing. And what's what's the other guy's name that pulls up the camera? I was it Jason? I don't know. It it looks like it might have been Jason. I don't remember. I don't think it was. Jason. Um, So someone like opens a laptop and pulls up a camera just as Troy starts to say like just the wrong things, which is which is really weird because Chad stands like right next to the camera, like really making it obvious. We are recording you. Yeah. It's super obvious and, like, frustratingly obvious. 
And it's just as Troy is saying, I'll kidnap a thousand children before I let this company die. <laughs> um, it's like, Mr. Waternoose, what are you doing? You're the bad guy the whole time. Uh, what's another example of it? Oh, um, in Ocean's Eleven, where um, a Terry Benedict is like, I don't care about Julia Roberts. I only care about making money, which is kind of what Troy's doing here. Yeah, it is not Jason, by the way. I just... quick played it back um it's not jason it's just one of the extras but it's one that's featured prominently and get your head in the game we i just can't remember what is okay that's probably why so what's happening is they're recording troy talking and it's somehow live 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 streamed to taylor's laptop which through the magic of computers in 2005 is somehow working live we no no idea how this works because you know, Skype and Zoom and video chats weren't really a thing. So presumably it's more like a broadcast that they're doing and they're like feeding into a live broadcast as opposed to like a video chat. Yeah, it's not clear. I think Skype did exist because that's part of Microsoft and it has existed for a while. I don't know 2005 or 2006, but yeah, it's very, and also just like the generic looking screen that Gabriella is watching. Yeah. It's just like this gray screen with like a <laughs> video playback. Yeah, it's like Windows 98 quality. <laughs> So yeah, and so all of a sudden, Gabriella is watching Troy talk, and everyone in that room kind of goes silent watching her listen to that. But they and Troy they is kind of going up, off. and they get even more smug, and like Gabriella starts yeah. crying, and they're like, "Ha, we were right." Yeah. So Troy's kind of in the situation, like, guys, I'm I'm here for the team. Like, I f- forget about Gabriella. She's just a girl. I think well, is what he does say that, but it's not like he puts her down like right away he's like she's someone i met that's what she says she's not she's just a girl she's someone i met but then it turns into hurtful once he's like i'll forget about her yeah and so yeah she's watching this and we have kind of one of these classic rom-com slash bad movie trope things where someone catches someone saying something and it's like misinterpreted or you know Mm -hmm out of context or in this case you know fairly in context which is kind of interesting but i think a manipulated context but manipulated yeah so it's shrek thinking fiona is talking about him being a great ugly ogre exactly it's shrek or you know any one of these variety of things where like oh no there's a miscommunication and now there's gonna have to be there's gonna be some sort of fallout because of this and then someone's gonna have to make some big desperate airport chase to be like no i i really do love you or like make like a big speech even though like this could have gotten figured out like with a simple conversation well unnecessary drama but what is unnecessary drama if not high school (laughs) i mean i suppose so here and let's talk about troll like how much does Troy mean it? Like what like what is Troy doing here? Is he at fault? Like is this part of his like flaw as a character? Is he being manipulated? How well did he handle this situation? Was he just saying what he thought he wanted his teammates to hear, but really did still care about Gabrielle? Like what what do we think? I'm going to turn and ask what you think first before I give any thoughts cuz I know how this resolves. Well, I wanted to react with you said you you thought that Troy should have like gotten mad or like Mm -hmm. gotten more heated. I, I actually, I don't like, I mean, I'm going to say I disagree. It's not like a personal thing. Yeah. Um, But like, I disagree. I think he handled it well as a leader. It's like, 
he, he pivoted it towards like, okay, like I'm going to, you know, not really take this personally and kind of move it towards a motivational speech. Like we're a team, like take the, take the thing off of him and back, put it back on everyone. That's a good point. And I, Cause I, he's a captain. Yeah, so that's a good point that I, yeah, I think it goes to the 12 player. Like Troy tried to call for that already once when he's like, there's 12 of us on this team. Yeah. And then it gets turned back into 13 players. And now he's like trying to do it again. And yeah, I, but I also think like, all right, if these are his friends and not just his teammates, like Chad, like the fact that, I don't know, maybe it's just like Troy has much better patience and a much cooler temper than I do. Like, (laughs) I would be incredibly frustrated. Like, we've had this conversation multiple times at this point, and you clearly are not respecting me and my choices. It's like, (laughs) yes, I have this commitment to the team, which I do have this commitment to the team, but also I have other friends and other interests, and, like, what if I am just doing homework one day? Like, I'm also a student, like... I think it's really complicated because, like, when when you're in high school and you get, like, double booked or you just like have conflicting things in your schedule like it's really hard to be like okay i have basketball practice from three to four thirty but drama club goes from like four to five so like do i leave basketball practice early do i show up at drama late like there's like these conflicting schedules that sometimes you can work out in a neat way and sometimes you have to choose one thing over the other and i think so far troy's been trying to figure out how he can do both and he just hasn't had had the like now he's kind of being confronted with a no you need to choose one and it makes sense for him to kind of say, okay, here is where I'm going to kind of choose basketball because it's kind of been my thing for so long. And this other thing is just a new thing. So in this instant, he's like, you know what? Like, it's just because he made up his mind, like in the last 30 seconds to be like, no, I need to focus on basketball. Doesn't mean that that's like his permanent choice. That just means right now he's feeling like basketball is the most important thing. And the next day he might be in a different mood. (laughs) So overall, I think... Troy said the right thing to his teammates. I I don't know. Like my my inclination is that he would later talk to Gabrielle and be like, "No, I I didn't mean that," or like I was just saying what they wanted to hear. Um, but of course, it's it's more complicated than that because he said like she doesn't matter and stuff like that, which is hurtful, as you said. But I mean, yeah, it's it's not it's it's not it's not his best moment. But I don't think he's entirely to blame because what what's he supposed to do? Like, what's he supposed to say? <laughs> yeah, he he's in an, a very difficult situation because he is trying to figure out a balance in his life and he's not getting respect or support toward that pursuit. So it is tricky and he is just like, yeah, he's just a junior in high school. Like, this is a lot. <laughs> It's like, do, do you remember in um, a very Potter musical when he, when Darren Chris goes, "I'm just a 12 year old boy." It's just a joke because you know we can tell by looking at him that he's a college student, but like in character, he's just a 12 year old boy. Like we need to remind ourselves that yeah, Troy is just like a a 17 year old boy in this case. Like he's got a lot going through his his mind. He's got raging hormones. He's got. Um, school. He's got sports. He's got a girl that he's trying to balance. He's got college a college pressure. Father. Yeah, he's got college. Like he's he's trying to balance these things, and it's not it's not always gonna go well. And he's not 
he hasn't learned enough in his life to like always be able to say like the perfect thing. And no one says the perfect thing 100% of the time that's going to please everyone. And it's not fair to have Gabriella watching him because, you know, it's like you can please some people all the time. You, you can please everybody some of the time. You can't please everybody all the time. Like that's what that's what he's going through here. It's like it's not fair to <laughs> film him without his permission. Yeah, honestly. <laughs> Also, I was thinking when when Ron line from, what is it, the fifth Harry Potter, where it's like, got the emotional range of a teaspoon, how how would you feel all of those (laughs) things and not explode at once and not explode? (laughs) It's like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they're referring to Cho Chang. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. I mean, that's really- that's about it for this episode, I think. We just, we had like two different serious conversations. (laughs) Yeah. And I I felt less than eloquent in both of them so hey have fun in that edit editing room condra thanks just feel free to cut out my you knows and likes you know i do that <laughs> all right so where can people find us on the internet they can find us on the twitter at amateur nerds or me personally at tyler booty t-y-l-e-r-b-o-u-d-y hey did you know you can send us an email at amateurnerdspresent at gmail.com Yes, you you can send us an email. You can you can. I was gonna say something, but then I decided it wouldn't be a good idea to suggest that. Okay, you know you know another thing you could do. You could rate, review, subscribe on the podcatcher you're listening to right now. Yeah, you could recommend this podcast to a friend. Just just next time you see someone's face, just just walk right up to their face with with a mask on and socially distanced. Just go, hey. Have you listened to the Amateur Nerds High School Musical Minute by Minute Analysis podcast? And they'll be like, that's a bit of a mouthful. Get away from me. And you'll be like, fair enough. <laughs> Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at T Golden Art on Instagram. And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at joewinslowmusic.com. I have been Condra. And I've been Tyler. And we'll find you next time for um, something, something pretty funny. Um, it's funny when things happen that are funny. You can bet on it. <laughs> <laughs>